one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Right, we are as a magister. They had things called masters. As a magister, they had things called masters. Not not calling myself a magister here, but basically, he would be in front of a large crowd of people, and you could ask him questions about anything. So it was kind of like a um, a meeting of the minds of, of any topic, pretty much. It could be about, uh, you know, faith, philosophy, sports, whatever. Well, they weren't talking about sports as much back in the 12th, 13th century, right? But the point is you could ask them questions about anything. I remember back when I was at Rutgers, when I was a freshman at Rutgers, there was a number um, five help. And basically you could, a- you could ask any question, like you call up if any there's any college students that are struggling, um, people could just... You know, call up that number five help, and I remember that they, um, yeah, they were just they were just there for people. So just being a resource. So that's kind of what I'm doing right here, right now, that I could do for you. If you have any questions, anything I could help you with, I'm happy to um, answer those. Got to be hydrated. Hydration is critical. The actually interesting thing, um, I so this was this is actually a soda stream, so it's it's pretty much a, a seltzer maker. Um, I like the bubbles. I like the carbonation. I'm a, I'm a recovering soda addict, right? So, I mean, not not exactly, but but essentially, you know, I always drank a lot of soda growing up, sadly, and I worked my way from regular soda to diet soda to basically no, no soda, going seltzer, and then I find out more recently um, that I have acid reflux. So I say, hey, you know, I I got to start cutting that out. So water is a much better option, obviously. So that's what we're doing. What, what do we have right here? One second. Just scrolling up, just scrolling up. You know? Wow. Go, Jay. Let's see if we connect here. Sorry, I must, Jay, I'm sorry. I must have missed you. I didn't, I was seeing a couple waves here and there. The great Jay. You gotta stay hydrated, brother. I was just talking about that. I was watching, I know. (laughs) How have you been? 
I've been really good. I uh, I finally shaved my head, and I didn't realize I was going to look like Dr. Evil, so I'm regretting it. I, I missed my crew cut. No, no, you're looking good. <laughs> I look like an egg that needs Botox. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, how's everything been holding up? How are you and your family during all this? Oh, we're good. Everything's, everything's really good. I, um, I got my eight-year-old son, and uh, we're, we're doing really good, brother. Thank you for asking. You're doing all right? Yeah, yeah. You have um, you have one kid. Yeah, my eight-year-old son Mackie. He's gonna be my heavyweight. Saying like, joyful. He's gonna be my heavyweight. He's gonna be my heavyweight. Nice, nice. So he's yeah. a wrestler too. He's yeah. a wrestler too. I'm just now, he's eight years old. I'm just now starting to, uh, to teach him, you know, single leg, double leg. I taught him a headlock. I taught him a front headlock. And I taught him uh, uh, like a nice sit out and a, and a roll from a sit out. So it, it's, it's pretty. And then I just walk away because I don't want to ruin it by being like yeah. Robert Duvall in the great Santini. Come on, get up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, I started wrestling when I was eight. My brother Jeff when he was seven and Greg when he was six. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you're right. You want to keep it fun, especially at first. Yeah, I learned, you know, Adam Hunter uh, coaches at Paul Revere on the west side of L.A. And it's pretty much a little Pally High, Palisades High School. And he's such a great coach. Yeah. When he co I've been over there a lot with him, helping out once in a while. And he, you have to keep it fun or, or you'll lose them. It's, it's like training the bloodhound. Like, you got to be careful. It's just... You, it has to be fun. I learned a lot from watching guys like that. It, 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 it's, yeah. uh, when, it's interesting when it becomes not fun. It, what yeah. age was that for you? Because you started wrestling way before I did. What age did it become like what it is? You know, I'd say, and it was because I didn't, you know, I never heard anything about mindset training. But I mean, I was probably in early high school, probably freshman, really around sophomore year, where it was like I was pretty serious for three years in a row. And now it was like, it was pretty much all business. I wasn't enjoying myself before matches. Imagine against the Kyle Snyder or Jordan Burroughs. Who says, Man, I'm for this. You're going to have a hard time beating that guy. You know? Wow. It's it, it's interesting. Did you get bored? Like, as you got really good at wrestling, did you find yourself getting bored? Or were you more drawn to the meticulous repetition of something? Like a master would become like, you know, when you got to shoot singles all day, just getting into that rhythm. Did did you hate it? Did you get bored? Or did you were you drawn to the, the minutiae? I think it just becomes a part of you. To be highly successful in any field, you just kind of like internalize that process. And it's like, yeah, this is what I do, pretty much. Do you feel? But I wish I wish I, I would have like, some. Yeah. No, I mean, I was I was leading the witness with my question. I, I I feel like we all turn a corner. It's all like after your freshman year, it's all between the years, really. To me, I believe it's all mental, and I, I feel like you have to yeah. find. We know to find comfort in the discomfort. I'm saying like joyful rhythm to somehow where that's like what you love to do like the little things that are mostly boring to other people yeah 
No, I think so, definitely. And it's really, I mean, because you have moves that work. It's kind of like when you're playing video games, if you're playing like a Mortal Kombat, and then you yeah. find a move that you could keep beating the person with. So you, you keep wanting to press that move. It's kind of like that. Right. Yeah, I, I wanted your take on that because I respect you so much. And all you, actually, all the guys over there are great. And I'm glad you guys have me on. This is my first Instagram Live. I'm not even sure what the hell is happening. It's kind of like Periscope, but it's on Instagram. I, uh, yeah. Yours is mounted, obviously. I'm holding my phone in front of a mustard-colored wall. Ugh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting the hang. You give, you give me too much credit. I got up against my wall. I don't have my phone mounted. It's just up against my wall. <laughs> All right. I thought maybe you had it stuffed and mounted. I don't know how you work with phones. What's going on? Like, what's happening? What, what do you want to get? Uh, this, this is so great. You're doing the live stream. Like, what's, what's, obviously, I pretty, I you're going to probably reach wrestlers when they're stuck in their homes. I, I just yeah, find that I mean, valuable. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, for us, it's pretty much business as usual because it's a virtual business. So it's, when we work with individuals, we work with them over the phone. And teams we work with, probably 90% of them we work with on Skype. Like even when we were working with the Olympic team, we were working with them on Google Hangout. So some of them were at Colorado Springs, the Olympic training center, and some of them were at different regional training centers across the country. So it's the perks of modern technology, right? That's really great, man. And, and I like that you guys are using it to your advantage because guys like you are who should be heard a lot. You guys are, I, I love your content. I was texting with you guys. I just, your content's always great. It's never, it's never a wasted post. It's never like a cat with an eye patch hanging from a tree saying Mondays are a bummer. It's always something really great. So just good yeah, job, man. I love it. I love following you guys. Thank you. No, I appreciate it, Jay. I got, I got started with, with my brother, Jeff. So I was, I was the psychology guy. He was more like the business guy, the economics guy in college. We always grew up, you know, best friends, wrestled together in college and everything. And we wanted to start this business. And he's able to do all the, all the very good things that I stink at pretty much. So he takes sure. care of all of social media, all of the, the financials. So I get, I get free to just pump out content, make videos, write the curriculum, like do sales, all the stuff that I like to do. So I, I wouldn't be able to do it without having my brother by my side and our shout good team. Jeff. Now yeah, shout out to Jeff. What's up, buddy? Nice, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And, and our team, we now we've, we've grown to have 80 coaches across the country, 80 mindset coaches. Most wow. of them were former level wrestlers um, in college, most of them. We've expanded to other sports since then. So, what for you running everything? What does somebody need to achieve for you to get your stamp of approval to send them out into the world as a, a quote unquote mindset coach? Like, there's no real document, there's no diploma, right? Yeah. Like, what is it you need to see in that person? Do you trust them with your name? So, we have a certification process. We have a general manager now that actually was one of our teammates back at the University of Pennsylvania, Jay Connor. And he takes care of that. And so we, we have that certification process. And also we just oh, like to see they have some. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. And then we, and then we have a, um, and then also you kind of look at the resume to see if they were involved in any, like they don't have to necessarily be a trained counselor, but like, were they a coach of some sort? Were they a mentor, mentor of some sort? Can they speak in front of people? And you kind of look at that. That's kind of like the eyeball test there. You, you know, you speak to them a little bit, they go through the process and, um, up and they're up and running. Wow, I, I want to be a mindset coach. Make it happen. I'm, all right, yeah. I mean, I the guys the guys that I coach with are so light years ahead of me as far as technique and teaching technique. 
I, apparently, yeah. I was taught like the Atari twenty six hundred version of wrestling. Like where your fireman's carry, you just look like an oil derrick. And these <laughs> kids, like every kid I coach, is so superior to me as far as technique. So all I have is between the ears and just bring a brawl, just just bring a brawl. And, yeah. But that's a big deal, and the fundamentals of anything. I mean, so I always look at it. So when, when I think about it now, since we've expanded from wrestling, the success principles are the same, whether we're talking about being a successful athlete, successful student, successful actor, right? There, there, there's certain principles that are in line. Confidence is confidence. Mental toughness is mental toughness, no matter what you're doing, right? Even taking the SATs, job interview, saying no to drugs and peer pressure, whatever it might be, you know, we have these kind of strategies that, that you would use across the board. So it's... It's important, like you said, the fact that you're able to, the, the, you're being able to relate to people, that's a big deal. That's an important part of being a coach. There's a lot of coaches that are good with the X's and O's, but they're not very good at getting through to people. It's, uh, it's probably like, for me, it's the most important part of my job is, is communicating because these are kids. It's somebody else's kids, and you're being trusted with somebody else's kid. I call it emotional athleticism. We have to have emotional athleticism. Like, we have to be so quick on our shot to speak with somebody because their windows are closing so fast of, of attention, especially now, you know, with phones and everything and social media. So when you hit – when you talk to a kid, you have to catch that window open at the right time, and whatever you're saying has to be right. You can't be wrong. You have to be right. And it has to reinforce the trust the kid already has in you. Like, it has to be like a treasure with the message. You know, it's, it's all communication and getting them to, like, really believe that you love them and that you want more for them than you could ever want from them. You know, they're magnificent kids. And nobody is, nobody's limit is what they think it is. And it's just, I love coaching because I like to, I'm an alcoholic in recovery. I like to... I like to give with conditions. I send you a thank you card and a couple weeks go by. I don't hear from you. I'm like, what's up with this guy, man? Gene's like, I get stiffed by Gene on a thank you for my thank you. That's kind of, I'm the only one with that resentment. You know, I want, that's not why you give. And when I coach, yeah. they can't give me anything back. There's nothing they can give me back. It's so it's like the only time I'm selfless, which is, a, it's a beautiful feeling. It's not because anything I'm doing. It's because of wrestling, you know? So, but they can't get yeah. anything back but feel great about themselves. And so I just, I just owe that to the sport to, to just make somebody see that they're better than they think, I guess. I went off oh, on a little awesome. rant there. No, that's, no, that's, that's phenomenal. I, I love to hear your take on that because it's true, us too, we're using sports as a vehicle to build virtue, right? It's never just about, like, of course, we want to see them be massively successful. Yeah, we work with the high-level teams, but okay, now how are they relating these lessons to school and to life? like you're saying, just being able to give. It's a great thing. It's interesting. It's, I'll, I'll tell a kid, I, I want you more happy than I want you to wrestle. Because I yeah. do. Every, in a wrestling room, you ask a kid a question about an injury, they, they really kind of go, um, uh, 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 like they, they're really searching for the answer they think you want to hear. Right. They don't, the way you and I were coached, it was like, you should want to be out there. Get on the mat. That's not the way it works these days, unless you go, I guess, to college or like a maniac program. Like, you got to connect. Like, when I, you know, you, what your questions just have to be the, the question that it is without like ulterior motives and stuff. And they got to know that you want them happy and you really care. I feel that's really been missing from coaching, certainly when I was like in high school and junior high. And I, it might be, 
but it's it's alive because of you know i mean wrestling mindset for kind of allowed you guys you really carried a torch for that i'm just following your lead man that's awesome are you from new jersey uh, originally new jersey now i'm in new york city where in new jersey edison all right yeah by rutgers I, i'm from verona my whole family went to rutgers yeah, I was, I was at Rutgers for three years. My brother Greg went all five years. I love it. It's great, man. Paisan. Yeah. Man. I love it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so I, I was at Rutgers for three years, went to Penn for my last two years. Jeff was at Penn for all five years. You know, wrestlers are on the five-year plan with the red shirt. And our brother Greg was at Rutgers for all five years. He was the best out of the three of us. He was a two-time academic All-American. He's now um, he's in Rome studying to be a priest. Who's the Jeff? Best. No. Greg, our youngest brother, the best, the best wrestler out of the three of us. Yeah, I love that he studied. He's going to be a priest. That what a calling! What a wow! That's profound, yeah. man. He, to have that calling. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that just knocked my socks off. I love hearing that. You know, he had, he had a girlfriend of three. He had a girlfriend of three years. He broke up with her, and it was a hard decision and everything. But he was just really feeling that God. And actually, so get this. This is a crazy story, Chase. So. He actually, while he was in Italy, of course, before the whole Corona thing, he was training with the guy, Abraham Cognetto, who was number three in the world. He was, he was a bronze medalist in the world championship. So he would study in the seminary at, near the Vatican. And then he'd train, he'd go over to Ostia, the Italian Olympic training center, and work out with that guy once a week. <laughs> that, that's a movie. Like, you, there should be a movie about, about your movie. Brother Greg. Father Greg. <laughs> The movie's called right. Father, Father Greg, yeah. <laughs> My out, man. God bless him. He has. Thank you. I keep seeing, I see Palisades on it, which is great because actually across the river from me in New York City, I'm right by the George Washington Bridge. I'm Palisades, literally two. Jersey? There's a Pal well, Palisades Park over here. Yeah. The yeah. Palisades Parkway. This is uh, Palisades, Los, yeah. Los Angeles. It's, it's like between the Santa Monica Pier and Malibu. But up, awesome. up on a hill, though, it's not, like, on the water. It's beautiful. Yeah. But the kids the kids on the wrestling team, I would say a third of them are from either uh, Koreatown, Mid-Wilshire, South Central, Watts. Like, these guys take a bus to a train or a train to a bus to get to school. You know, yeah. they're, it's amazing. Like, what they, like, my school was, like, down the street from my house. I just went. It was, like, not even a quarter mile. Yeah. These guys, like, if I had to take a bus and a train... I, I'd still be in third grade right now. I'd <laughs> yeah. still be trying to log, do, learn my times tables. Yikes. <laughs> no, you're right. They're great kids. You know, they're, it's, look, you know, they say wrestling builds character. And the addendum I put on that is, it build, sure, it builds character. But more than that, it reveals it. Yeah. There, there's no bad guys in a wrestling room. You, you've never been in a wrestling room and met some ass like, ugh. Because the bad guys quit before they're exposed. Because it, it reveals all character. Like, there's truth serum in the walls in a wrestling room. You can't, nobody like BSs. Nobody lies. Yeah. It's just such a holistic sport. It requires all of you between, yeah. the, between, between making the weight, the hard work, that it's like, if you're not all in, you're, you're pretty much out. You really have to be present. It, yeah. It's really a martial art. I mean, it is a martial art. But it's also so much a martial art in being here now. Like, yeah. you know, you see, you see guys on bottom and you can tell they're thinking, I, you know, I, I go death by thought, like, mm -mm, yeah. no good. 
I want you to vibe. I, you can't be thinking. You'll get murdered under there. Yeah. And, like, you got to be, yeah. if you're thinking, you're planning, like, you got to go. It, you have to be completely right now, like, in a fight. It's great. Yeah. You, when you're in the room, you have to be all the way in the room. Everything's got to be checked at the door. But when you leave the room, take as much as the room out with you as you can. Wear it all night, all day, all night. What you did in that room, take that out with you. Whatever yeah. was out with you, don't bring it into the room, but take the room out with you, definitely. No, you're, you're nailing it. We actually have a full, like, six-part series on staying in the present moment, not drifting too much into the past or being in the future, but actually mindset exercises geared to what you're saying. Staying in the present moment. What, where, would I, where would I go look at those exercises? I can like, where would a fan, like, no, I mean, but if I, a guy off the street, like, where do I, like, that fascinating, like, where, where do I go? Do I go to your website? Do I go? Yeah, yeah, they would go to, they would go to, or a is that a part Yeah, well, they would go to zwinningmindset.com, and then individuals, we take them through worksheet by worksheet. We have over, we have 80 lessons, basically, that we would take the kid through one lesson at a time throughout the course of a year, and a team, we would take them through like weekly mindset sessions as the team. So like a strength coach for the minds. Oh, it's a whole course. I got it. Yeah. It's a whole yeah, course. Yeah. I get it. Okay, I'm sorry. I get it. Like, that's, it that's, that's why you... That's... Yeah, it'd be, like, it'd be like having a personal trainer for the mind. The, the, the personal trainer shows you the lift, and then you go and do it. The mindset coach explains the mindset exercise, takes you through it. I love it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> in. I, I really want to take those classes. Yeah. I love that. And the fact that you have a part, a six-part thing about being present. Yeah. Bro, like, my brother. You're my brother. Like, that's what's <laughs> up. Because, look, that's right. if you're angry, you're in the past. If, you're, if you got worry, you're in the future. If you're right now, it's pretty great. You know, right. a, a, anybody out there, like, any, anything you're pissed off about, it's like, it's not here. Like, you got to, you know, people go easier said than done. Not really. No. Like, yeah. you know. And, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting to change and go back and forth and commute between realities of the future that hasn't happened. So you're making believe something happened. And then you have contingency plans about a fantasy land that you've created. And then you come back to present tense and then you're angry about something. It's like, no wonder people who don't get enough sleep. They're in three different dimensions all day. Yeah, you're right. That's a real good point. That's right. Hey, how do you think that relates, Jay? How do you think that relates to the mindset? to acting and to comedy because there's that's a performance a performance yeah. is a performance right well you really have to be, I, I think they both this is interesting to me conversation that's a really cool question man i love it, it it's very odd all three i'll call them occupations wrestling acting stand-up comedy there are three where you 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 have to be present to be great at them or good at them. To be pretty good at them, you have to be present. Like when you're acting, your mind can't be wandering about, you know, what's going to be for lunch because you're not here with the other person, you know. And if you're doing stand-up comedy, you have to be present. Like we're not thinking in our heads. I've been doing it 33 years though, bro. So yeah, I'm not thinking. Guys that are just headliners internationally, we, you're not thinking in your head like, after this, I do this. And then you say, it just is such a repetition and all, even all your ad libs are just, I hear them the same time like the audience does. It, it's the most present. Like Buddhist monks meditate for years to try to get to that level of presence. And I'm not bragging about me. It's more, I, I'm fascinated by it. And 
yeah, with wrestling, I, I think they're all very similar. They're three things you have to be completely present at or you can't be above average at them. Like you can park cars and daydream all day. You yeah. know, you, you can, you, you know, you, you know, it, it's, um, it's all about presence. Be here now, be here now, be here now, be the here and be here now, be the be and be here now, be the now. But I, when guys get, guys will say like they're getting bored of a drill. I always say nobody ever, huh? We're losing each other here. There you are. There's a handsome man. When guys say, uh, <laughs> like, if the kid says to me, like, something's boring, a drill, I'll tell them, nobody ever got bored getting better in the history of mankind. No one has ever been getting better and been like, Ugh. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they, you know, they lose a game, they do a 1,000 free throws. Larry Bird would miss 990 and go back to zero. They, weren't, they were just doing free throws at 4 in the morning. They weren't bored. Gretzky never got bored taking shots. Like, yeah. if you're bored, you're not present. If you're bored, you're not present. Yeah. If you're bored, you're not here. You're not here if you're bored. Right. So that goes back that to the other thing I was asking you about, finding the love of the minutia. Like, yeah. I could do a drill all day. I could do a drill for hours. One drill, like, yeah. over, like, whatever. Tight waist, far angle. Tight. I'll just, I will just become, like, obsessed with getting like better and better and better you know that's because that's all right here that was a good question man and there's and there's presence there's being in the present moment when you're practicing and then there's also being in the present moment while you're performing right because i'd assume that i'd assume that like um an, like an aspiring actor a beginner actor or even probably later on in their career you're thinking about you don't want to think about getting the job you don't want to think about like the other person liking it, like you have to be attentive to the audience, but you can't be controlled by the audience. Like you're seeing where they're at, but at the same time, you're not thinking the whole time, do they like me? Do they think I'm funny? All that stuff. You really, you know a lot about comedy. Did you do comedy? <laughs> no. I, you just completely explained my existence of, as a comedian. That was really weird. I was like, oh, I didn't know he did comedy. Yeah. You. You're not what you. I have nothing to add. That you kind of blew me away that you just nailed comedy like that. But you're not. You the the audience is external validation, and if you're relying on external validation longer than you know your teen years, you're on a hamster wheel. You're going to get run to the ground. Yeah. So a, a scale, for example, like before you get on the scale, I'll tell life coach clients that I have. Write down how you feel about yourself right before you get on the scale, and before you get on the scale. Make sure you know that your internal validation is what you wrote down. The external validation is the number, and it has it can't change how you feel. It's not that power. It's a number. Like if I get on the scale because I feel really good and I've been running, I'm doing. I just did a whole bunch of dips. I was swimming in the ocean, and I get on a scale and it's one pound over, two, three, four pounds. I'm like, oh man, like why am I upset? I got on the scale because I felt great. That's yeah. that's what's real, you know. So write down how you feel before you get on the scale. Then when you get on the scale, go whatever, because I still feel the way I wrote down. So that's, that's internal validation versus external validation. When you're doing stand-up comedy, I have to trust my compass that it's going the way I want it to go. And there's nights when once in a while you get an audience that's just pretty quiet. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like driving with uh, like one flat tire. The whole car is like, wah, 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 wah. so like, even though you're doing your stand-up in your head, it's like, ah, 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 ah. And then, uh, then if you, as long as you don't like criticize them when it's done, 
they'll give you like a standing ovation. They were watching a show. They were just quietly wa like at Broadway or something. Yeah. I, I can remember when that's happened to me. I was in Tempe, Arizona. I came from a movie set. It was Jerry Maguire. And I went on stage to the Tempe Improv. I still have my suit on without the tie from the uh, movie. And I did an hour and a half. And it was so quiet the whole time that I just kept doing more time, seeing if I could win them over. And I was like, what the heck is going on? There's, there's a gas leak in here or something. And then I said, good night. 600 people stood up, standing ovation. I'm like, I was just <laughs> miserable for an hour and a half because I didn't think they were having a good time. And I realized I was entirely not present. So I was really yeah. lucky that they liked it as much as they did. So you just like wrestling, like, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I never realized that. All three are about, like, I think you nailed it there is you said you have to trust what you're doing, right? Like you can't be overly focused about who's watching you, what they're saying, but you're trusting what you're doing. A lot of people don't realize that the Latin roots to the word fidere means to trust. You have to trust. In order to have confidence, it's about trust. So you're trusting that, you, that you're doing your thing. And of course, that comes from hours and hours of preparation. And then you get in front of the people and maybe it's quiet. I've seen this before because I'm not a comedian, but I'm a professional speaker. So when I'm in front of audiences, sometimes you don't know. There's some audiences that are just alive and they're all about it. And then you have other ones that it's just crickets. And, and, I've, and I've learned to not interpret the silence as you're necessarily doing bad. Sometimes they're just retaining all the information growing out. What was the Latin thing you said? Something was from Latin? Confidere, confidence. The word confidence is com fidere, which means to trust. So confidence is all about trust. And uh, as you said earlier, confidence is confidence. Yeah. That's what, what I wrote it down. I'm taking yeah. notes. I'm taking notes on Wrestling Mindset Podcast. That's, that's the way. <laughs> confidence is confidence. I like it. So I wrote it down. And then you said, you know, confidere means, you know, confidence. Trust means confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, you ask questions. I, cause I'll just keep going and going. And I, I, I'd way oh, rather I, ask questions than just keep talking. No, I, ju I just like to shoot the breeze. I go ahead, meeting, meeting of the minds, right? I, I also have a little sunstroke. I was out on the ocean for about two and a half hours fishing from a paddleboard. That's awesome. I, that's why that I was awesome. beat red. And I didn't know I had the same balding pattern as Rick Carlisle, coach of the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> No, it's good stuff. We, we actually been expanding. One of the things we did, we, we also have a weight loss mindset program and sales mindset. We broke it into corporate America because like you said, the principles are the same. And I'm having one of my friends who is like a Broadway actor, an aspiring Broadway actor, make like an acting mindset, or having someone else who does symphonies and music create a music mindset where it's basically the same lessons, the essence is the same, but now it's specific to music, to acting, to sales, to weight loss. Because it is the same thing. Stand-up mindset. Yeah. I, I remember seeing Joe Rogan post something about that a while back on Twitter. He said, if anyone knows a good, like, sports psychologist to work with on performing, on stand-up. It's very mental. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it, I think the common thread for all the things that we do, I'm trying to find light. Where, can you see me all right? You're, you're good. I think life is really attendance and repetition.
And so, yeah. so is wrestling. Like nobody, nobody goes to wrestling every day, all four, year, all four years of high school, and is the same as when they came in. They, everybody is better. Everybody. Yeah. It's never happened. Nobody's ever been cut because they stink. One sport where you don't get cut because you're not good enough, everybody in the room's like, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You know, that's love. That's trust. And that's confidence. Because yeah. yeah. there's a bunch of fish in every wrestling room. It's like, you'll be all right, man. You know, and guys are helping those guys. You know, yeah. it's, it's repetition. It's attendance. It, it's, we complicate things so much, but it's just... It's the most beautiful thing I've ever, it saved my life a bunch of times, you know. There, there was times I was depressed. I have depression and uh, I, uh, being, I have to be a mental health advocate. I have to talk about it because somebody might be depressed watching this. But I'll say to every guy watching this, the most manly thing you'll ever do in your life is ask someone for help. Yes. You can't fix it. You're not a psychopharmacologist or a psychiatrist. You need somebody that does that to help you. And when you ask for help, that's manly. I swear to God, I love you. I've been there. So that said, um, there's been times I've been laying in bed. I was so depressed. I couldn't get out of bed for two and a half days. My dogs were in the bed. They had peed in the bed. I had Gatorade bottles. I, peed. I couldn't move. And I got a text from Coach Dan at Crespi High School getting choked up saying it. And uh, the text said, I need you to run practice today. Something came up. I didn't have to get my act together. I was up on my feet. Out of, I was in the bed 72 hours with just like depression. What's the point? I read the text. Bang. I didn't have to go like, okay, get it. I was up. I was out the door and I, I, I had joy. Yeah. And I went, that's the most powerful drug I've ever taken in my life. And that is being of service to wrestling. Yeah. That, that, that really saved me. So a lot over and over. No, you're right on point because it's, it's getting you outside of yourself, right? Anytime we get sad, anytime we get down, I mean, I had to learn this stuff to be a school psychologist, that anytime we get down on ourselves, it's that we're turning inward on ourselves. It's overly focused on me, right? And then when it became about the kids and I got to help out, it pulls you outside of yourself. So that's you're, uh, you're speaking the language I like speaking, man. Like, this is the best. Thank you for having me on because I'm being serious. Like, every, like, this is, yeah, I, we could do this all night. <laughs> when I've had depression, when like the towers came, was when I beat myself up about the way I was feeling. Like if I was depressed, I was like, why are you so depressed? Like, what's wrong with you? So anybody that's watching this, don't don't beat yourself up over your feelings because then you, that's just it just keeps keeping in on it on yourself and the fact that you just mentioned that blew my mind because that's really when i discovered i'm i'm free falling and on fire is when i start criticizing myself for like the way i feel you know like going yeah what you just said like getting out of my own head and the best way to get out of my own head and being in a 12 step program is, and being a Catholic is to be of service. And that's, yeah. So when you're helping somebody else, you're being selfless and that gets, that gets paid back. The universe is fair. Yep. Life isn't fair, but it is fantastic. And part of that is you, you get what you need, you know? Yeah. And that's like, like you said, you're getting, getting outside of yourself. So one of the things we tell our athletes and just people in general 
is instead of asking why questions, like why me or, or like what's, what's wrong and all that kind of stuff, instead of asking how questions, well, how can I do this? How can I help? How can I get better? How can I, how can I have a little bit more fun? Or maybe you're, you're not at a point where how could I be happier? That's a tough question. How do I make this, how do I make this stink less, right? And then, when, and then when you ask those how questions, it puts you in the driver's seat as opposed to being at effect in the world. Instead of asking why, start asking how. That's yeah. amazing. That's, that's like a big breakthrough. That's great. That's, that's, that's profound, man. How? So if I'm hypothetically, like I'm, um, I'm, I'm, uh, my, my mother's an alcoholic and she's a maniac. She lives with me. I'm, bah, 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 I'm resentful of that. Bye bye. Like, bye bye bye. So yeah. instead of like, why do I have to do, how am I living like this? How, how do I stop this? That's been, yeah. that's amazing. Because yeah. how's a word of action and why, yeah. is, why, why never ends? It's inquisitive and it's an amorphous thing. You can always keep going, yeah, but why that? Little kids do it all the time. But why, but why? Wow, you just blew my mind. I wrote that down too. Instead of why, how. That's good. I heard no, that uh, the other day. When yeah. you're talking to people, are they hearing stop or go? I thought, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Real good point. Hey, yeah, could you bring me my glasses? They're, uh, I think they're behind my bed, uh, behind the headboard. That's, that's a real important point. Next, next to stuff you probably shouldn't see. <laughs> my collection see. of uh, uh, full house DVDs. Yeah. Thanks for that. No. I'm just being a goof. Uh, go ahead, my brother. No, we're we saying, yeah, just um, what we're we saying. I guess just in just in general, yeah. The, the questions, the words you use are the first link in the chain, right? Your words impact your thoughts. Your thoughts impact your behaviors, and then your behaviors impact your outcomes, your destiny, right? right. So the, the the words we use are the first link in the chain. So we have a whole mindset lesson geared towards simple word changes you could make that are gonna have a big impact. So like we said there, changing why to how, changing the word problem to challenge. A lot of people say they have a problem. No, you have a challenge. And when you use that word, all of a sudden it doesn't feel as bad. You start getting like a jolt of energy as opposed to getting discouraged. Nobody likes problems, everyone likes challenges. Will you or, give me the order of those again that you said? You, you said them in a row, like something, words, thoughts. Oh yeah, yeah. so your words impact your thoughts then your thoughts impact your behaviors, and then your behaviors impact your outcomes, your destiny. I can send all this stuff to you. It's in the curriculum. I'll send it to you, Jack. It's great. <laughs> really great. It, what's really interesting to me is you have words before thoughts. Because well, we have thoughts all day. Yeah. Obviously, this is the business model that works. So I just, it, it, it's, it's so cool what you're, you're really kind of, Light me up. It's like a house on fire in me now. I, you, you fire me up, man. This is cool. I got one. Yeah. Uh, instead, of, people say like, oh, I don't like confrontation. I say, why don't you change that word to information? Instead of confronting that person, why don't you get information from them? It's good and, that's, and that's the how. Yeah. I'm realizing now, like, oh, I, right. I, this guy owes me money. Bye. Now I got to go confront that guy. Or you go up to that guy and go, hey, uh. I was just curious if you remember the thing. Well, money's a bad example. That winds up with somebody getting punched in the nose, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> no, that's so right. Instead of confrontation, just go get information. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going right along with the theory that we're saying. Like, you want your words to be positive, you want them to be proactive, and you want them to be logical. You want them to be all three, positive, proactive, and logical, things that put you in the driver's seat as opposed to being out of fact in the world. And that's right. Confrontation is a word, ah, we want to stay away from it. Okay, get information. I like it. Well, feel free to use it. Uh, <laughs> have you noticed how often people, the words people use to sort of feather the nest for what their redirect to answer. If you think the first answer is wrong, the, let me rephrase all this. Ha, have you noticed speaking with your clients and things like that, a bunch of uh, tells that people have that what they're saying, they're not really confident in what they're saying. For, I'll give you an example. Like if you ask a teenager anything, they go, what? They, they hurt you. They hurt yeah. you. But there's yeah. more kids of divorce now that when you and I were kids, or I'm like. Half of the kids are divorced, parent kids. So they go from one house to another. So the hat I wear over here is not necessarily, it's definitely not the same hat I wear over there. One parent right. less strict, the other parent's more strict. So I got to react differently in that house than that. And that's every week. So by the time yeah. you go out into the real world, you're always measuring your response and you kind of feather the net. You buy a little second to make sure what you're saying is all right. What are you saying? What? Like you can say to a kid, how old are you? They'll go, what? 15. Yeah. They, they heard you. They answered you. But they still say what? And it's just them like buying time. It's interesting. I, I've noticed that a lot. Yeah. When, you look, see when that people tell me their goals are to possibly, I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop right there. Like, what the F are you even talking about? Like, what it, you are full of SH. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why you hired me, because I'm the only person to tell you, get the F out of here. Yeah. Your goal is to possibly stop. No, my goal is the goal. There's no possibly about it. Try, that's one of the word choices that we have. You nailed it. You, you don't realize, but you, that's one of the things we talk about. We tell them, eliminate the word try because it's just soft language. And really, it's just kind of like a buffer for yourself. Like, oh, well, if I don't do it, like, okay, so if you don't do it, you don't do it, big deal. But just say, I'm gonna do 30 pull-ups. Maybe you miss it, who cares? I love it. That made me think of one I use a lot and that's, no, don't set goals, set results. Goals, yeah. goals move. Everybody goes to the gym with a goal, like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put on 15 pounds of muscle, but they keep going to the gym, they hit their goal, so set results because results already happened. So like yeah. at this time, next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, I will have done a thousand push-ups. Um, I will have written a chapter, whatever. And then you write them down and then you have to do them because they happened. Yeah. You just said they happened. So yeah. You have to go do them. And when it's a goal, it's like, yeah, I didn't hit that goal. It's like, you know. Hey, I thought yeah. you were going to Arizona State. Nah, now I'm going to this uh, El Camino College instead. You know, like, all right, well, your goals stink. Goal, yeah. goal setters, they don't do much. They it's, accept, reset their goals. It's, it's one of those things. What, what, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like it, there needs to be more than just an outcome goal. So, like, that's what we have. We, like, we have a five-part series on goal setting, just like we have a six-part series on present moment, five-part series on goal setting. We have one, okay, what's your long-term goal for school and life, right? And then also we say, what's your purpose? Because your purpose is more important than your goal, right? Your yeah. why. Yes. Yep. 
So then, so then you have your short-term goals, again, sports, school, and life. And then after that, this is the part you're talking about, we have an action plan. So like, let's, let's, in the sport of wrestling, you break it down into all the different areas of wrestling. Your, your technique, your mindset, your nutrition, strength, flexibility, rest and recovery, plyometrics, explosive power. I don't know if I said conditioning, but that's already like nine different dimensions. Now, what's your action plan on a weekly basis? How many reps are you getting in? How many minutes are you spending on this? That's what you're, that's what you're saying right there. That's in your control. That's results as opposed to just the outcome goal. Yeah. I dig it. I, I, I think in my experience, the biggest problem with goals is that it's plural. It's, yeah. It's what are your goals? I like that you said it's singularly. What is your long-term goal? What is your yeah. goal? What's your intermediate goal? The goal, like people have a to-do list. It's got 11 things on it. You're not doing it. There's no way. Yeah. I have index cards because you can only write so much on an index card. I, I can't use too many words. Yeah. I'll write on an index card things I have to do that day. Let's say there's six things. Then I yeah. look at those six things. Out of these six things, what's the thing that's moving me towards my purpose? What's the, num what's the thing? Then I have another index card with just that on it. That goes in my mirror. The other one's still around. But every time I look at it, I know the other things are extra. And you said purpose, and I love that you said purpose, because your yeah. goal, the result should be moving you towards your purpose, whatever it is. And I, I read, I forget where I read it, but a guy wrote, you, you, you take a spear of, your spear of purpose, and you throw it as hard as you can into the future. Yeah. And then every day, whatever you do has to walk you towards that spear that you threw so you can pick it up and throw it again. And you throw it again and you throw it yeah. again. So if you, you know, if you're on Tinder while you're going to the bathroom, dropping a deuce, guess what? You, you're going this way instead of that way. Right. That's why I haven't found my spear today. No. <laughs> yeah. You could do a lot on the can if you're trying to be productive. <laughs> yeah. And then you want my son, if I, ask, if I say, I'm gonna go to the restroom, then we'll go ride bikes. He goes, give me your phone. <laughs> Not a good idea to bring anything with you. Just do, do what you got to do and get out of there. Make, make, <laughs> make it quick. That's right. <laughs> Don't waste time. So the website is winningmindset.com. Zwinningmindset.com. Winning mindset was ridiculously expensive, so we just threw our last name in front of it, Zanetti. So zwinningmindset.com. This is, this is I, I love what you're saying, man. I, I mean, I, I loved all your content and stuff on Instagram and any link that you have, I always go because I got that trust. You, you haven't let me. That's what it is, like a podcast, too. You have that audience because you've never let them down. You know what I mean? Like, if I say, no, you, you need to listen to The Clash live at Shea Stadium to really get the magnificence of a live performance. It was pouring rain. They just came in from England. But, like, they'll go do it on the podcast. Like, what you, any link you have on Instagram, I go... Because I, you've never let me down. It's great. That's that trust, man. That's that uh, that calm for dairy. That's right. That's right. There's the trust. There's the confidence. That's <laughs> nah, good stuff. You know, I'm sure it's the kind of thing we could do. We could do all night. I'm sure. But yeah, I'm happy. To, anytime you want to talk, anytime you want to chat, whether it's I'll, on here, I'll put on a show, talk, whatever. How often do you do this, Gene? You you, you know. 
with Instagram Live, I just started doing it since the um, since the whole Corona thing yeah. broke out. So that's so that's been relatively new for me. We used to do like like on Skype or Google Hangout or Zoom things like that. But well, how, how often are you, do you think you'll be doing Instagram Live with interviews or whatever you were doing? You know. Well, now I've been doing like multiple times a week and just kind of like meeting of the minds, just talk to people because I love to I love to hear other people's expertise. Like what you're saying, it's just I'm like okay, that relates to what we're saying here and how can we make this better? It's just. It all goes together, you know. It all fits. It's. I asked because the the advice I got when I started my podcast was the. Uh, I'm not. I'm not comparing it to Instagram Live whatsoever. But for a podcast, I was told by Kevin Smith, who got me started in my podcast. He said it. It has to be the same day, the same time, the same day. Yeah. And yeah. They they know that. that At, you know, like Monday, right. oh, the New York Times crossword. I like the Monday New York yeah. Times crossword. You know, Thursday, Cheers is on, you know, when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's why I was asking, because if you're locked in to, a, uh, I don't know, like, you've just been doing this for a while, but I, I would love to come on. And, yeah. And if you want to do it once a month, whatever. If you do, I don't know if you're doing it every day. I don't know. You know, that's why I was asking. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do that. No, and you're right about the podcast. And definitely certain forms of social media, you're better off doing it at certain times. And of course, like you want the maximum viewers, you want to help the most people, right? So it's, you want to do it at those times. But for this, especially during this whole Corona thing, I've been kind of, we've been doing that, but we've been just trying to pump out a lot of content. And my thought is, hey, let's just have some good conversations. Let's let's get the word out. Let's get, let's get your podcast out there. Let's get our podcast out there. Yeah. Just meeting of the minds. I'd love people. I'd love people to know that wrestling mindset's going to go at this day. At this, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like just. I love this brand already. Like you guys are just the coolest. So like, I'm like, how, how do we make this bigger? Like, I know it's your thing, but I want to help. Like, I just love what you're doing. It, it's, it's so where I think the sport, the next evolution of wrestling, I really believe, is the, the focus on the mental. We do physical every day. We do nutrition every day. We do cardiovascular every day. We do technique every day. There's no day we don't do we don't do mental at all. Mostly, no. like where's the meditation? Where where's the visualization? Are you visualizing your shot? Are you visualizing shooting through a guy? Are you putting him on skates when your chest hits his thighs? Is your head up? Your it didn't work. You're gassed. What happens? Feel feel exhausted. Like that stuff. I I, I wish I had done that. You know, no, you're, you're, you're nailed. I do it now before I coach. I do it now before I fight. You know, if it's like Wing Chun or Jiu Jitsu or something, I'm always just like, I, I try. That's all I think about. I lay in yeah. bed. Like one of my guys will take me, Eric Smith, our, our captain will take me down. And I'll be like, that was a fast high crotch. How? Like I didn't even sprawl. And I'll lay in bed for a week going, how, how do, does that, that, that not happen again? It's just, I never stop thinking about it. it it's it's like the mo it, more rewarding than stand-up comedy. Yeah. And it has no money. It's my heart, you know, to be yeah. that passionate about, like, a kid took me out. You know, I, last year's Captain Luke, he got out. Nobody gets up from bottom when I'm on top. Nobody. I'm too, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible person on top. Like, it's, nice. it's, it's not happening. I bleed here because I don't realize I'm headbutting the back of your head to keep your face down to the mat. Like, 
<laughs> I, 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 I like black out when I'm on top. They choose bottom. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, cool. hey, <laughs> that's, that's that. And it's, it's, um, you, wow. You've just blown my mind today, bro. Like, look, hydrate the certification for your coaches. That, that fascinates me because your name is on that. So if you certify, you can't afford to certify somebody where anybody where it looks negatively on on Z wrestling winning on Z winning yeah. mindset. Yeah. So yeah. they are, if anybody from your stable goes anywhere to do what they're doing, there's a complete confidence that it's going to be done exactly the way it should. Like that's a powerful thing, man. And wow, confidence is confidence. We got the uh, instead of why you should start asking how. Yeah. Words thoughts. Behaviors, outcomes. Eliminate the word try. That's it. Soft words like probably, ideally, soft yeah. words. Uh, instead of goals, set results. The problem with goals is there's too many of them. You know, it's not, you're not going to the grocery store. You're right. You're right. It's, what's your long-term goal? I'm, I'm giving you a magic wand. Wave it. What happened? What, what is the result? Okay. This is great, man. I love it. And this is what really is, this is the evolution of the sport, I think, is between the years. And like you said, no one's really working. Like most people don't really put a lot of time in it, right? So I, when I, whenever I speak at a coach's convention, any of our people that speak in any sport, we spoke at over 40 coaches' conventions this past year across the country. And first question we ask is, what percentage of the sport is physical? What percentage is mental? And they all say that it's like 90% mental. And then we say, okay, well, how much time are you training physically versus mentally? And they say 95% physical. And I say, you see a problem there? <laughs> you know? I'm surprised that many of them say it's 90% mental. Yeah. I, mean, I, it, I feel like it's all, not all, because you have to actually physically move your body. But it's close to all of it mental. Because that's the human experience. Every, your life is mental. You don't learn to walk unless you've got the mentality of I'm I'm tired of crawling. Why are these people are walking? This is bullshit. Like I, all right. You know what? I'm doing that too, man. Yep. And then you fall down. You keep doing it. That's mindset. Before yep. you have cognitive thought, you have mindset. Before you have cognitive thought, you're a winner. Yep. You didn't quit. So when That's people it. say they have fear of success, uh, failure, I go, no, not not likely. Fear of success. We fail all the time. I was late for wrestling mindset. I uh, I got stung by a bee on the beach. My foot's the size of a balloon. I spilt my coffee this morning. Here I am. Keep I fail. That, we learn to walk. We fall down. We get up. Jumping bikes as kids. You got a ramp. You crash. You keep riding your bike. You're not afraid. You're not afraid of failure at all. Yeah, we're afraid of success. Like if I go to state and I win, then people are going to come up to me and say, "You're amazing." And what if they're right? Then they'll really see me, and I'm not sure who I am because I don't really see me yet because I got a lot of stuff going on up here because I'm 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. These kids That's are great. so fantastic, man. It's just, you know, once a month when I'm driving home, I'll, I'll get choked up in my car thinking about practice. Literally, yeah. straight up, I'll cry twice a year. I'm driving home, and I just I cry. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's the most beautiful thing. 
mindset kept me out. So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up. I wanna I wanna take the courses. Let's keep for, doing it. Because I just love for these calls. Yeah. I love curriculum. I love, you know, I'm taking notes during a, a Instagram live. <laughs> That's it. Buddy, That's so why you are. let's do it again, please. This has no. been really rewarding for me, man. And uh, I'm proud. I, I don't like know you, but I'm proud of you, bro. I love you. I'm proud of you. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. You always appreciate the time together. There it is. Look at the guns, the cannons. A little bit. A little, bit, a little bit, Billy, you got a little eye on yourself. A little bit. That's All it. right, my man. Bye, Gene. All right. I'll see you later, brother. Sounds great, Jay. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, Take please. Care. All right. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.